save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Oh, Brian, what have you done now? You built a time machine? 
a vintage video store wall hanging from the original release of the film, you know, in- encouraging you to check it out on VHS and grab the soundtrack on cassette. So nice. that hangs above my desk at work, and I have a couple Back to the Future Hot Wheels hanging at my desk as well. And that that might be it. And of course, I got VHS copies around here somewhere, and I think two different DVD sets. Well, there you go. I I know I have the the 20th anniversary edition of the DVDs. I have the 25th anniversary edition of the Blu-rays. I got a couple of things. I got I have the uh, the uh, what do you call it? The uh, flux capacitor phone charger. I got nice. that one for the car. I um I have the actually I actually have the Doc Brown Back to the Future DeLorean toy from the McDonald's when these movies came out. I've I've had that for a while and when it goes really fast it actually sparks. It's one of those like wind-up cars that sparks. And then um what else do I have? Oh, I have a pin from the uh a like like a like a not a writing pin but a pin that you clip onto something. Um, like a shirt or whatever. I have a pin from the original, um, rele- uh, the original movie. Like when they were promoting it from the original movie promotion, they had like you know on July the third. I'm going Back to the Future, which is pretty sweet. But my favorite thing that I have is actually in my room. I have a clock above my bed, and standing on either end of the clock are figurines of Marty and of Doc. It's pretty sweet. I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty vicious, if I do say so myself. Sweet. So I think I think we have some stuff, you know. I think we have some things uh, as Back to the Future fans. But if you are fans just like we are, there's a whole slew of stuff coming out in 2015, and uh, I think we want to run down a couple of the things that are coming out. What's new about them? Why you should buy them? Why they're important? Why are we talking about them? And as always, we're gonna let our analyst, our Back to the Future analyst and statistician, uh, Norman Benford. <laughs> run it down and tell us a couple of things and we're going to talk about them, see why we should buy them, or can we just leave them on the shelves? Norm, what do we have? Okay, uh, the first thing we're going to talk about this evening, Brad, is the very, very soon-to-be-released Back to the Future, the Complete Adventures limited edition Blu-ray set, and this contains all three movies on Blu-ray, new special features, and then for some reason, if... uh, you're a bit of a, a sadist. It has all 26 episodes of the original animated series, too. Well, you sound like you're uh, not the biggest fan of the series there. Yeah, what's no, up with that? No, I'm, I'm not. I, I made it through three episodes, and I, I found it to be borderline unwatchable. Uh, I love the animated series. Yeah, I've, I've only seen two episodes of the animated series. I uh, own a copy that might not be... Uh, officially released i may or may not own that i'm not confirming nor denying uh, the existence of such item but um i've seen a few of the episodes and then when i heard that it was going to be officially released on this uh anniversary blu-ray set i was like well you know what let me hold off and let me see these in full hd crystal clear on, on my television set but i love the animated series now um does anything else come with this norm besides the movies and the animated series i mean I think I read somewhere that on the special features there's going to be a, a documentary about the making of uh, the remaking of the DeLorean time machine. Is that right? I don't ha- I don't have a full documentary list or special special feature list in front of me, but I do know that there is a a book that comes with it and perhaps the the sexiest thing of the entire package is it's all placed inside 
a light-up flux capacitor, which I have to admit is really, really slick looking. Well, there you go. Uh, that's the one. That's but, the one I've pre-ordered. Oh yeah, you've already pre-ordered it, David. Yeah, man. I mean, I had to pre-order this. You know, as soon as it came out, I was afraid it would be uh, sold out because. Uh, there was a European release that came out in uh, 2010 of the Blu-rays. It came in a collector's tin. It only came out in Europe. It didn't come out in the States. And it had, like, prop replicas. It had, like, a mini um, almanac. It had blueprints of the DeLorean. It had mini license plate. It had the uh, the, the lenticular photograph of Marty and his, uh, two, his brother and sister when they were um, disappearing and stuff like that. It had a ton of, ton of bunch of stuff that, uh, you know, sold out pretty quickly and then went on eBay for, you know, crazy money, too. Oh, man, dude, I think I might need a pre-order. Mm. You know, it's in my cart. I just haven't paid for it. Does that count as a pre-order, I wonder? I don't think so. Will that not hold my reservation? Probably not. But you think? I think you might be good. I would hope. You know, that'll, that'll get you a, a sad email someday, Brad, and very little else. Okay, well, then you know what? Probably here, here uh, when payday comes around, I know what's going to be being purchased on my Amazon Prime account. Um, but I, I know that they're they're working on a couple of documentaries, and and I guess I don't uh, I know you have a, we have a run sheet that we're following, but uh, let's divert uh, for a half second because I know there's a couple of documentaries that are coming out about the film, and I know one of them is called Out of Time, which is the one I was referring to about the make the remaking of the DeLorean time machine, and the other one is called Back in Time, directed by Jason Aaron, who has been on this show in season one. Um, it, I mean, have y'all seen the trailer for this Back in Time documentary? Yes, yeah. it, it looks wonderful. I mean, oh my lord, they have everybody. I, mean, I was gonna, I was just gonna say, I think it's the most extensive list of cast and actors and crew related to the movie that's ever been put together in one documentary. Yeah, I mean, I think they have everybody except for, well, except for the normal two people who aren't in anything. Uh, Tom and Crispin. Tom and Crispin. What's Tom Wilson's deal? I don't know, man. I mean, he seems to have lightened up slightly in regards to, um, you know, there was a Facebook post not too long ago, I don't know if you saw it, where he commended Crispin's performance and he was Im immensely proud of his performance and, and the movies itself. And, you know, it's a case of, you know, don't always believe what you read online. But, you know, I guess he just doesn't want to be pigeonholed as Biff, um, which is understandable, but, you know, it's a pretty iconic character on iconic movies. I think you should embrace it. You should embrace it a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I agree 125%. Like, embrace the fact that you were in a hit movie. I mean, David, I know you're an actor, and I know how hard it is to just get an acting job, period, let alone one in a feature film, and let alone a feature film that's the number one movie in America in a hit 30 years later, which people like us are doing a podcast about. So, I mean, if you're going to be in a movie... I mean, own up to it. I mean, I don't understand. He, he did three of them. I, I wouldn't think he would have that sour of an experience if you do three films, um, one that's produced by the greatest director of all time and directed by one of the top ten greatest directors of all time. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know. What do you think about Tom Wilson, Norm? Uh, I, I'm not really sure. It's uh, he, He's kind of anti-cashing in. He could... He could certainly be making a nice little scratch on the side if he were, you know, to do some conventions and stuff like that. But he doesn't seem to have any kind of interest in that. And I know for a while, and I don't know if he still does it, but when he was approached by fans of the trilogy, he would not talk about it to fans in public 
but he would hand them this little business card that just mm-hmm. said, I had a very good time in making these films. Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd were complete gentlemen and wonderful to work with, but I've moved on with my life, and it's really not something that I want to talk about anymore. So that, that was kind of an unusual step, but it, it, it's kind of hard to say. I guess he's just kind of past it. Well, it's unfortunate. That's unfortunate because his, I mean, he, Biff Tannen, has as much to do with this franchise as Marty and Doc do, in my opinion, right? I mean, in that first, in all the movies, if you don't have Biff Tannen, you don't have a, you don't have an antagonist, you don't have a story. And he was, I mean, he really, if you think about it, he deserves, you know, top billing with, with Doc and Marty, with Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox, because, I mean, Without him, I mean, you don't really have a story that's gonna that's gonna you know be entertaining or as entertaining, right? Exactly. Yeah, no, no argument here. Uh, really, he was he was on his A game in, in all three films, playing different characters, playing the same character at different points in their life. Uh, just just great work from top to bottom. They, I can't think of a single scene that he's in where. You know, he it, it felt off. He he delivered every time he was in front of the camera. Yeah, you know, one hundred twenty-five percent. When I was a kid, I used to think um, in part three, I actually used to think Buford was a different actor. That's how convincing Tom Wilson's performance was. You know, I thought the same thing, David. I thought he was a different guy because I mean, you're like, wow. I mean, he completely transformed into into Mad Dog Tannen. Um, so I mean. I, I, I hate that. Yeah, I, I can understand why Crispin's not in it. And I don't know if we've ever, and I know we're really way diverting from the script here, um, but it's okay. It's Back to the Future, the podcast. We have all the time in the world. Um, but, uh, you know, I can understand why Crispin Glover doesn't want to be involved in these documentaries, you know, because he had some legal issues. Um, are any of y'all well versed in what the actual legal issues with Crispin Glover were? Yes and no. I mean, I believe it's partly to do with his, his likeness being used in part two without his permission. And that brought about a whole uh, change in the, the Screen Actors Guild, um, supposedly. So that's what it was, is is his likeness being used without permission. And uh, Crispin got a nice payout from the studio, I think, regarding that. Well, and well, I was he had a very valid point. Uh Jennifer 1 and Jennifer 2, completely different. And they didn't do a thing to Elizabeth Shue in Part 2. They just brought in a completely new cast member. Whereas uh, the actor they brought in to replace Crispin, they gave prosthetics. And they shot around in ways to make it seem that Crispin might still be in the movie. So Mm -hmm. I I think he had a, a legitimate complaint. Of course. Well, I think he had a legitimate complaint, but at the same time, I mean, you know, it's a story. And in a story, you want continuity. Now, they didn't put any prosthetics on Elizabeth Shue to make her look like, um, to make Claudia. her look like uh, uh, Claudia Wells, but they did dress her up the same. She mm-hmm. had the same hair color. You know what I mean? They weren't going to put her in a whole different outfit because they were trying to keep continuity. So if you have a guy that looks nothing like George McFly, I mean, what's the what's the what's the problem with putting some makeup on him to give him a certain likeness? It's it's a performance as well. I mean, I do see both sides of the situation. Like, 
you can tell with uh, Jeffrey's performance, he is um, mimicking uh, Crispin's mannerisms and his kind of his accent and his voice. You know, talking about the George voice, so to speak. You know, so there is that aspect as well. So who's in the right here? Is it you know Bob and Bob who created this character, or is it Crispin who created this character? And you know what I mean? You, you don't really know which side to uh, to fall on. I guess, and I guess we can save that debate for uh, when we actually get to the movie Back to the Future Part 2, which will be here at the end of this season. But I just really think that um, it's a shame that we don't hear from Crispin and and, and Tom Wilson on these these documentaries. Because this Back in Time, if it had those two, this would be the greatest documentary ever made. I'm not saying that it's not going to be the greatest documentary ever made as far as I'm concerned. I'm I'm really interested in what the runtime on this bad boy is going to be. Because I want this thing to be a two and a half hour documentary giving me everything I've ever wanted to know. And to bring this full circle, I know that we had Cassine Gaines on this show um, in season one. And Norm, I know you recently spoke with Cassine about maybe even coming back on the show eventually. And he has a book out um, that's officially out now. You want to tell people about it and, and all that stuff? Well, yeah, I had uh, the, the great pleasure of meeting Cassine at RetroCon in New Jersey two weekends ago. And I picked up my autographed copy of his newest book, We Don't Need Roads, The Making of the Back to the Future Trilogy. And I can say being several dozen pages into it, I'm already enjoying it immensely. This is a guy who has done an ample amount of homework and has uh, a clear love and respect for the source material that he's writing about. And if if you're a fan of these films, there's, there's absolutely no reason to be on Amazon tomorrow morning and getting a copy of this delivered to your mailbox because it's really good. This is a guy who loves the trilogy and I can't imagine somebody not enjoying this book. Now, David, you read the full book too, right? Yeah. I mean, I saw it advertised on probably btdf.com or the Facebook page before it came out. And I'm a bit of a sucker for gimmicks, hence the, uh, the pre-order for the box set. But, um, I saw if you pre-ordered the book from Cassini, you got a, a nifty little hoverboard um, bookmark. So I ended up pre-ordering, and you know I got it the day it was released. It came straight away from Amazon, and I pretty much you know read it in about a week. I couldn't really put it down. Um, again, being the fanatical fans that we are, we're always on the hunt for new information about the trilogy and how it was made and stuff, and any sort of backside and in, inside information we we can get, we we're always uh, looking for, and. Having said that, like we are fanatical fans, we think we have, you know, we know it all and we know everything there is. And there was a good chunk of stuff in that book that I didn't really know before. And I guess we could call ourselves experts, so to speak. But it's a very easy, easy read, but and it really puts you in the uh, the time frame of where the action is taking place. So it's definitely, definitely well recommend. Yeah, I recommend the book as well. Um, I, I look forward to having Cassine Gaines coming back on the show, and I, I think we could tease it a little bit, Norm, if you want to tell the people kind of what we might uh, be discussing if we ever get Cassine Gaines back on the show. Well, whenever I was talking to him at RetroCon, I told him how we did two episodes for Good Cut, Bad Cut, talking about the deleted scenes from the trilogy and how... Uh, we kind of landed on separate sides of the fence with the deletion of the old Biff scene. And he and I had a good maybe 10-minute conversation where we talked about it and talked about it. And I told him that there was potential that we might be re- revisiting this topic at some point during season two. 
And, you know, if he would be willing to come back on, we'd love to have him be part of the conversation. And he seemed very excited about that. Well, definitely. So there you go, folks. Um, probably here on a future episode of Back to the Future, the podcast, we're going to be talking to Cassine Gaines, and it's going to be a three-on-one tag team discussion or, <laughs> against David G. Mitchell about why this is such a bad, terrible cut from the film. But moving right along, I know we have some other things that are pretty interesting in the world of Back to the Future to discuss. Uh, Norm, what else we have to talk about? Well, what we have to talk about next is coming out um, October 20th. It's Back to the Future, The Ultimate Visual History. Nice, big, hardcover book. Uh, looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, lots lots of nice photography. I imagine there will probably be a, a fair amount of information that if you're kind of familiar with the behind-the-scenes uh things from Back to the Future that might be uh, a little repetitive and you might know about, but gorgeous book, and it comes, and this is what has me excited, it comes with removable items in the book, and here, here's the list from Amazon of the things that come with this book that you can take out of the book and interact with. It's a Hill Valley High School tardy slip, Back to the Future, the ride security pass, Save the Clock Tower leaflet, Sepia photograph of Marty and Doc from Back to the Future Part 3. Marty's note to Doc from the first film. George McFly's book. Jaws 19 movie poster. George and Lorraine's prom photo. Doc's, Doc's flux capacitor sketch from the first film. Doc's note to Marty from 1885. A $1 Biff Tannen bill from Back to the Future Part 2. Blast from the past receipt from Part 2. And a lenticular version of... The McFly family photo. You know what? There's not even a book involved. I'd buy that stuff for 35 bucks without issue or complaint. And they're going to give you all that, and it comes with a beautiful book to boot. Uh, already pre-ordered. Can't wait to get my hands on it. Wow. That sounds like an incredible thing. I think that's a must-buy. you got to get that, fans, as quick as you can. I mean, that's the prop set that we all dream about that they try to scam us for on eBay all the time when you type in <laughs> Back to the Future props. Right? <laughs> exactly. David, Other you know shameless. what I'm talking about. Yeah, man. I mean, the thing with that, um, the visual history book guide, if you are getting the uh, the nifty little flux capacitor Blu-ray set like I am, it, that particular set does come with a little mini version of that visual history guide. So if you get that Blu-ray set, you like what you see, you can go out and buy the, the real deal and get all those cool props too. See, look at that. They're just, they're, just, they're just selling us. They want us to just... I'm just going to give Bob and Bob a blank check and say, here, fill it in, send me everything you got, because I'm going to keep buying it and buying it and buying it. <laughs> um, now, I, I do know that they have something else that I've been looking forward to that a lot of our pinheads have been tweeting me about, and that's this, uh, this comic book series that's coming up. Norm, give us the rundown of the comic, and then let's discuss this in, in some length. Uh, now, this is a Back to the Future comic coming from IDW. They're, I believe, maybe the the fourth or fifth largest comic publisher in North America right now. And these guys do fantastic work with licensed properties. That's that's really the, the niche they've carved out for themselves in the market. And I was doing a little research today, and I haven't been able to discover... If this is an ongoing series or a limited series, but this um, um, has Bob, Bob Gale involved 
which is exciting from day one. He's uh, consulting on the stories, and there are writers who have worked on the Transformers books and the Ghostbusters books for IDW, which are both really, really enjoyable, readable books that have a real reference for the source material and have, you know, you don't want to say universally, but overwhelmingly been embraced by the fan base. And just having read the solicits from the first issue, uh, the first story is going to talk about how Marty and Doc first met in 1982, which has always been kind of that lingering question because they're friends at the beginning of the film and there's, it's really no conceivable way that the, this kind of crazy old scientist would be friends with this high school kid, but we're going to get to, to read that story and enjoy it. And uh, the second story in the issue is going to be about Doc and his work with the Manhattan Project. So I'm excited about both of these stories. I'm very, very excited about the book. It's going to be kind of a what-if book, things that may have happened in alternate timelines, which is very explainable in the Back to the Future universe. So yeah, I'm in from day one. Can't wait. David, what do you think about it? Yeah, there is, um, just regarding the, the run, there's going to be an, a first run of five issues and with the option of doing more, which I have a, a good feeling that there will be more considering, you know, everyone's excited about it. But um, I'm not really a big, huge comic book guy. However, um, I did recently start reading the um, the recently released Big Trouble in Little China comic book series. And the thing about that is it follows off directly from the end of the, the movie. And without remaking the movie or you know making a sequel that turns out bad you get to follow on the story of you know what happens in the adventures and you know you see what happens to the characters and this is what i'm looking forward to with the uh, the new comic books you know you get to see the backstory and maybe a continuation of after what happened after uh, part three you know i think that this um this is going to be a polarizing series of comic books to me because you know, um, speaking of Cassine Gaines, when I talked to him on the first season of Back to the Future, the podcast, we uh, pontificated on the uh, past relationship between Doc and Marty and, and where it could have come from, where it might have come from, how are they friends, why are they friends, and, you know, we even know that Bob Gale has always given the expression, I mean, the uh, the story, not the expression, the story that Marty just hung out with Doc because Doc had a big amplifier for his guitar. <laughs> and and yeah, and to me, I've always wondered, I've always thought, I've always hypothesized on on um, why these two are friends, how these two met, and I've always wanted to know. But at the same time, I've always kind of liked that it was a guessing game. And to me, when it comes from Bob Gale in this comic book, if he is a story supervisor and he's approved this story. That means this is going. In my opinion, that means this is the definitive. Um, uh, this is the definitive telling of how these two met, how these two became friends, and I wonder if that's just going to take away a little bit of the magic uh, for me. I mean, what what about y'all? I mean, have y'all even thought about that? Do you think it might affect the uh, kind of the mis- the mystery between Doc and Marty a little bit? Go ahead, Norm. Oh. Uh- I'm going to say no, at least not for me personally. You know, in, in the animated series, they had Einstein driving the car around. And <laughs> <laughs> that, 
And, you know, here, here we are 30 years later still talking about this, this amazing trilogy. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say it's going to do... It's not going to change the story, but it's going to, I, I dare say, enhance it. Oh, wow. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. I'm really excited for it. I can't wait for it. October the 21st, I think these things come out on Future Day, um, which I think we might all be spending in a, in a local Cinemark theater, which, by the way, we should talk about. David, you, you pointed this out to me. What's going on at Cinemark theaters around the country on October 21st? Well, in Cinemark theaters, selected ones around the country, they are showing part one, two, and three back to back. Um, they are going to have special deals on foods and concessions and stuff like that. And um, basically, yeah, just having a little Back to the Future marathon in, in Cinemark theaters. And a lot of the uh, regular theaters are just showing part two, um, but the Cinemark ones are showing the trilogy. So that should be pretty exciting. It should be exciting. You know, I was actually at the movie theater this past week and at a Cinemark close to my house, and uh, I went to go see Black Mass with Johnny Depp, which, by the way, incredible movie. Johnny Depp is back. Um, but I saw a, a poster for Back to the Future Part 2, though, which mm-hmm. I found interesting with the hashtag uh, BTTF2015, but it was just a poster of Part 2. I didn't see a poster of 1 or 3 anywhere around, so I wonder if they're showing them differently in all theaters. Um, I'm wondering if they're just going to do, you know, one, two, and three in different theaters or all together. I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing. But uh, Norm, are you are you planning on attending that on Future Day? I I did a a quick Google search today, and at least based on my initial research, there is not a Cinemark theater anywhere near me, which is very disappointing. But it looks like I might not be participating in that event. Well, you can you can do it from home. Do it from home. Just watch all three at, on Future Day, and uh, we'll, we'll do it like that. Um, but I do know that there's a couple other things coming out from, from the series that we're going to cover rather quickly, and, uh, and then we'll put a bow on this bad boy. Norm, give, give me the, the last remaining couple of things that you found that are coming out or have come out um, about this trilogy, some, some stuff we can get. Okay, we'll, we'll go with these last couple things pretty quickly here. Uh, if you don't have $90 to invest in the newest Blu-ray release of the movies and the animated series... <laughs> yeah, get it right. Well, if, if you don't have that, but you do have a smartphone, there is a 99-cent flux capacitor app that is absolutely amazing and wonderful fun. I have it on my phone. It's fun to play with. It has authentic sounds from the movies and interestingly enough this is an official release that has been kind of greenlit by universal and they forced them to change it because when it was first released it was completely unofficial and you could activate the flux capacitor by setting a certain speed on your speedometer and so whenever universal got involved they they quickly put the kibosh on that so now the activation of the flux capacitor is gps based you put in your destination, you drive to your destination, and then it activates the flux capacitor. But again, at $0.99, cents, there's, there's no reason every Back to the Future fan should not have this on their phone. All right, well, hey, so what I just did, as you were describing that, I downloaded it, okay? Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to see if I can't play these sounds over my microphone. So I'm going to turn 
I'm gonna turn my mic up real quick, and I'm gonna see if I can't get this going. You ready? Let's 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 see if we can see this. Let's see if we can hear. I'm gonna do that again. Hold on. Hey, bear with me. I'm, I'm trying to do this live as we're going here. Okay, y'all ready? ready? Let's hear this. How awesome is that? Could y'all hear that? That's a that's yeah, a dollar perfect. well spent, Brad. That it's is actually- a dollar well spent. Holy hell, as soon as it hit 88, it exploded and it sent me back in time to the beginning of this podcast. Um, nice. no. um so that's incredible. I think we should all have that on our phones. Pinheads unite on that one. I know there's also the Monopoly game that's coming out. Am I right, Norm? Yes. And then um, <laughs> there, what else we got? We got a, another thing. I know we have another one. There's a really, really nice Back to the Future Collector's Edition uh, Yahtzee game that comes in a flux capacitor box. And essentially, you're buying this for the flux capacitor box. And it just happens to have six dice inside of it that have a, a little custom imprint on the dice. But, boy, that's a nice-looking box. And I can guarantee that I'm going to be grabbing one of those to throw up on my shelf. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to get that Monopoly game as soon as it comes out. Um, but, guys, I think there's so much more that we have to do this season. We have another episode of Good Cut, Bad Cut coming out soon, uh, looking at parts two and parts three. Um, we have uh, the, the, the eventual uh, Back to the Future t- part two review that we have to do, which is going to be a two-parter. Let's just, let's just be honest. That's going to be a two-parter because we have to recap the first movie first. And, and get the continuity down. Am I right? Definitely. Or else people don't know what's going on, you know? We got to catch them up. And also, I have a theory that I've developed that I'm going to tease right now that Back to the Future Part 2, the Marty McFly in 2015 shouldn't even exist. But we're going to get we're going to get to that on a future episode of Back to the Future, the podcast. Normie Norm, do you have anything you want to tell the people before we sign out? Uh, yeah, definitely. Check out, we have a, a dedicated Facebook page for the podcast now. Look us up on facebook.com dash or slash BTTF pod. And just as a warning for those of you who are going to be checking in later for that big analysis of Back to the Future Part 2, there will be spoilers in the episode. Spoiler alert. Hey, if you haven't seen the movie 30 years later, uh, I don't know if we need to even do spoilers for, the, for that long. I think there should be some kind of spoiler grace period, and then you're allowed to do everything. There should be some statute of limitations on spoilers. Uh, Davey, boy, Mitch, what do you got to tell the people before we sign out? Before we go, I have to get this off my chest because I won't be able to sleep tonight. That Flux Capacitor app, I don't know who you guys are giving your money to, but it was free for me. Zero dollars. Anyway. Uh, Wait, Lucas, what? Yeah, on iTunes it was free for me. How did you pull that off? That's it. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> maybe I maybe I know someone on iTunes. I don't know, but anyway, um, BTTF the podcast. Put an at in front of that and look us up on Twitter. Um, we shall be. Our followers are slowly gathering pace. We're getting more and more followers, getting the word out there. Spread the word, guys. You know, tell your friends, tell their friends, get them to tell their friends. And uh, we're going to do some more episodes. We're going to keep on 
rabbiting on and talking about this and having fun. No, definitely. Uh, all the pinheads unite. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We're going to be doing some amazing things coming up for the rest of the season in Back to the Future, the podcast. Until then, we, all three, are your friends in time, and we'll see you in the future. Brad Gilmore Show On Demand is meant for entertainment purposes only and does not mean to infringe on any copyrights of Back to the Future, its characters, its audio clips, or its music. Hope to see you again in the future. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save